Hey everyone, I hope you all are having a great day today. I just want to take a quick minute before the show starts here to let you know that it's officially launched. My website is live. You can check it out at joelmahe.ca or reach out to me via email at coaching at j-o-e-l-m-a-h-e dot c-a. And I would love to interact, communicate, collaborate, have ideas for the podcast, or if coaching is something you are interested in, please feel free to look over my website where it will help you bring more clarity on what exactly coaching is and what it can bring to your life. So feel free to check out those resources and I hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Surrendering Average. I'm your host, Joel Mahe. Today's episode is titled The Magician's Way is Mental Work Magic. We were moving to our new house and I stumbled across some old notes that I had written on this on this book, The Magician's Way. And a lot of the concepts relate to the practices and implementations that I'm using in my life and thought there would be a lot of value in this. And mental work is almost in a sense magic because we don't see it just like we don't see a magic trick but it can really create magical results. So this episode is packed with super useful information and is really interesting. So I hope you enjoy. So focus in and be present as you begin to surrender your average life. Hello everybody and welcome to the show. I thank you for stopping in and listening to this episode and also give yourself Thanks for showing up and listening to something that can really alter and change your life if you let it. And today is a special episode for a couple reasons. One being, I think this is going to be number 52. And I'm sitting here on, I believe it's December. What day is it? I just woke up here. Yeah, it's December 28th, uh, 2020. So I do record these far a few episodes in advance just so I have kind of a backlog of episodes to release but it's important because 52 that was my goal at the start of the year to record one once a week and I'm I'm accomplishing that and I'm doing it and that was actually a really big stretch goal of mine because I didn't even know how to record a podcast I didn't even have a microphone I had no idea and it was kind of an overwhelming uh, goal that I had And I just didn't even know if I would have the time to accomplish this, take on this side project, but I I committed to it and I set my intention at the start of the year. And here we are at the end of the year fitting in that 52nd episode. So this, this really means a lot to me today. And for another reason, we just moved into our brand new house. Uh, which is super exciting. It's 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 awesome. We're getting nice and settled in here. We cleaned up our rental, and this one just feels so much more like home. And I'm really also happy for Jess because she she endured living <laughs> in our rental in the north side, which wasn't an ideal neighborhood for almost three years, and and we only bought that property for an investment sake and just to really be able to save money renting our basement and then being able to to transition it into a rental which we're in the process of doing a full rental now so i'm just i'm just really grateful that we were able to do that and it it honestly helped set us up so much and and is helping us on our trajectory to 
to being financially free and, and accumulating wealth. So I'm really happy that we did it looking back in hindsight. And it's just nice to be in a more homey uh, house that really suits our needs a bit better. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at ending the year here. And during the move, I actually stumbled upon many notebooks and just kind of um, journals with a bunch of notes that I was taking just with ideas and programs I want to make and just notes on books. And I stumbled across some notes on a book that my mother-in-law lent to me. It must have been a couple of years ago now titled The Magician's Way. And I saw these notes and I was like, oh, wow, there's a lot that actually relates to what I implement in my day-to-day life and kind of the stuff that I like to learn about and, and, and teach as well. So I figured I'd do an episode on the notes that I found and that I wrote a while ago and kind of elaborate with how that mixes into how I live and kind of a couple stories um, that happened in my life to hopefully connect the dots for you guys. So I'll start with a quote that I found. I wrote it in quotation, so I'm assuming it's from the book. And the book, The Magician's Way, is written by William White Cloud. So many of these ideas are William White Cloud's ideas. Um, just to give him credit for that. But a lot of it is also the stuff that, that I also resonate with deeply and that I practice in my life. So the quote goes, Every state of mind exists in, your, in you simultaneously, from the sublime to the horrific, whichever state of mind you focus on, you experience. And again, I can touch on this even just during this moving process Jess and I slammed two days. I worked half a day on the 23rd and we rented a U-Haul at 1 p.m. and moved our entire house that afternoon. And then the next day, we set, we unpacked all our boxes, pretty much had our new house set up and cleaned our other rental unit from top to bottom, just spotless, all within essentially a day and a half. So you can imagine that there was many emotions and many states of mind that I wanted to fall into and I am not, and I fell into a few un, that were not ideal. You know, I experienced different states of mind from happy, you know, being light, being being joyous, being funny, joking around to um, frustrated to being <laughs> to wanting to be grumpy, like all these different emotions and what the cool thing was is that all of those were available simultaneously, but it was up to me and it was my responsibility to choose which state of mind to act upon. It was, I could be experience, lifting something heavy and wanting to be frustrated, but it's my decision to act on if I want to show up and if I want to actually be grumpy or if I want to put a smile on anyways. You know, every single state of mind from the good, from the sublime to the horrific exists within us and it's our responsibility and we need to take ownership to choose which one is going to serve us the most. So that just was cool how I saw that quote and how I literally lived that. And that's not to say I acted on all the sublime uh, states of mind. You know, there was a couple that were leaning a bit more to the horrific every now and then. But I really was consciously trying to choose the the ones that would make me and Jess and our experience a lot, a lot better. So in the book, the author William White Cloud highlights the seven secrets of magic. 
<clears throat> which are seven deep insights that will help us navigate life. So the book is a fiction book, but he relates what he believes, some deep insights to the book. So it's almost his truths or some, like I said, deep insights that relate to this fiction novel. So it's, it's actually a really good read and it's a pretty short read if, if any of you want to take that upon yourself. So with these insights and practices, we can all live a more inspiring and purposeful life. Think of these secrets as hacks or tricks of the mind. And I believe he titled it The Magician's Way because it's as close to magic as we get. You know, you don't see what happens in the mind. This all happens kind of behind the scenes. And usually magic is something magic could be because you don't see it. You don't see the trick. So this is all this mind and mental and mindset stuff is almost like magic because you don't see it. You don't physically see it, but it can create tangible results. Um, and your thoughts. So, so the first, the first secret that he explains in the book is your thoughts and feelings aren't real. And I'll put a, uh, I'll put a little additive to that and not real meaning necessarily not the truth so real and can be interpreted different ways but for me real means not necessarily the truth so your thoughts and feelings are expressions of your underlying assumptions in any moment not reflections of actual reality thoughts are just what we assume will happen or what we assume is happening it's not a reflection of actual reality. Just digest that for a second. So example, there isn't one given instance where two people have the exact same thought and the exact same feeling at the exact same time. Reality doesn't offer a one size fits all. Think about a car crash. If there's five witnesses standing on four different street corners and there's two people driving two different vehicles and there's an accident, all, all people involved in witnessing this or in the car accident are going to interpret that situation differently. One witness from one side could say, oh, it was this guy's fault. He was looking down at his lap. Meanwhile, the guy on the other side of the street didn't see that other guy looking at his phone and said, oh, it must be this guy's fault because he ran a red light. And the people in the car are going to have a different interpretation of it as well. They're coming from different, different angles, different ends of the road. They didn't see each other. One guy saw one guy. The other might not have seen it. You know what I mean? There's not one. Reality doesn't give a one-size-fits-all. We all have different interpretations. And that's just an example of a car crash. But think about our life. We all see things differently based on our past experiences, based on our beliefs, based on so many different factors. Reality doesn't offer thoughts. Reality happens. Reality is. And we all make assumptions based on what we assume will happen or what we assume something means. And that will lead to our feelings, to our emotions, how we feel. Our thoughts and feelings convey our assumptions. Just get that through our, our heads. So remember, we have the ability to choose our thoughts and choosing to believe new thoughts can drastically change our life. So a, a big example that drastically changed my life, I've mentioned this story before, but just to tie this point into a, a, a tangible story, 
So before meeting Jess, I, I thought I needed to find a woman who checked my perfect woman list, who checked off all the boxes, you know, who, who, was, who was just as competitive as me, who loved the extreme adventures, who loved adrenaline, who loved, who loved the gym like me, you know, like all these, who was beautiful, who had, you know, like ex, just all of these checks that needed to fit. And I was just looking for that checklist. And I'm sure that anyone who's single out there can relate to this. And just yesterday, you know, we had a friend over and, and her words were, we were, we were talking about Modern Family, the TV show. And she said, ah, that's, you know, I, I want a husband just like Phil Dumphy. And, and subconsciously, you know, we, we always talk about this perfect partner that we want to meet. And, uh, you know, Phil Dumphy, you know, like, do, do you actually, and this, obviously this, is, this was just a joke in passing, but I'm just trying to convey a point here. But it's like, you know, that vocabulary and those wants and those desires can actually be hurting our potential of helping us attain what we want. And even though we want to find a partner more than anything, it's actually our thoughts that are preventing us from attaining this without us even knowing it. We're wanting this checkbox and we're looking for that. And it's going to be those thoughts that are looking for that checklist, looking for this person that are preventing us from, from actually finding it. And that was the instance for me. That was the case for me. Until luckily I had this epiphany. And I believe I had this epiphany because it was my intention to find the right girl after I bought a house, my first house. And after I bought my first house, I literally had this epiphany within weeks after buying it. And I had this just deep insight that resonated with me so profoundly. And it was, I need to do things differently to meet the right girl. Because what I've been doing in the past up until now has not got me the right girl. So I said, okay, maybe I need to start changing some things around the way I the way I see things. So I went from searching for the checklist woman to changing what I was doing, all because thoughts aren't real. <laughs> because my I just changed what my thoughts were. My thoughts prior were I need to find the right checklist woman. And if it, if she doesn't meet every checklist, I'm out. You know, this isn't for me. This isn't the wife I want to the woman I want to spend the rest of my life with. But all of a sudden, because that thought wasn't real, I was able to change the thought. And I changed the thought to, okay, maybe I need to start doing something differently. Um, so yeah, and then, <laughs> and when I changed my thoughts, something that was in my control, I had to meet the, to meet the right woman. Instead of miraculously finding this perfect girl, something out of my control, my new thoughts enabled me to change my actions and my perception of what the right woman might be, leading me to the journey with Jess. Because I'll tell you, she did not check off all the check boxes. And there was many things where I would not have pursued in that relationship without having that new thought of do things differently, Joel. You know, keep pursuing. I wouldn't have pursued, but I had that thought of do things differently. Keep pursuing. See what happens. You know, keep going. I know you would normally stop here, but keep going. And now Jess and I have been together for over six years. We've been engaged for three years. Hopefully we get married with if COVID doesn't stop that again. We were supposed to get married this year. And, and it's interesting because it's actually many aspects about Jess that weren't on my checklist that are responsible for our amazing, deep, loving connection. It's so fascinating. So, you know, my my 
my instance to that to that rule to that secret of of our of our thoughts and feelings aren't real you know once once i kind of realize that hey i don't need to believe the thought of i need to find the woman who meets all the checklist and leaning on that thought i shifted that thought because it wasn't real to maybe i need to start doing things differently my my thoughts were joel do things differently do things differently than you've done in the past and you'll get that woman and i believed that thought i believed that epiphany and that led me to the journey and that is not to say the journey is going to be easy oh god <laughs> it was difficult it was so difficult but the, you know we can keep changing thoughts as when it gets difficult when we want to quit when we come up to those walls we can change our thoughts to have different interpretations of what that means to us to keep us moving and that leads me to the second secret which will tie into that which is secret number two your focus creates your reality and this is almost the same concept that we're taught in coach training and, and that which is focus is power. And this is so, so important to really wrap our head around. And what we focus on creates our reality. If we only focus on the bad things in life, our life will be shitty. If we focus on the good, our life has a tendency to be a lot better. And your experience in life is determined by what you put your attention on. If you focus on end results, you inevitably attract what you want. And I was putting my focus on the end result of getting getting the woman I wanted, rather than what what it looks like um, in in the in the in the thick of it. You know, I wanted to meet, I wanted to attain a woman that I could spend the rest of my life with, rather than ooh, this is difficult right now, or ooh, this is where I want to quit. You know, looking at the bigger picture, looking at the end result. If you focus too much on what you have, what you have to do to get what you want, you end up attracting your doubts, your fears. Um, and, and, and he uses in the book, he uses a analogy of golf lessons. The guy was awful at golf. He was, he was a golf instructor and he was teaching a guy who was just a newbie, a, a rookie at golf. And, and, and the guy was, the rookie was thinking about his swing so much during this, during his swing, like the breakdown of his swing. Oh, I'm bending my elbow too much. I'm not bending my knees enough. I'm, I'm looking up at my target. And the instructor said, just look at the target you want to go to look back down at the ball and imagine your ball going to that target now just swing without thinking anything else and the guy's swing is like three times better than it was so it's kind of that same focus kind of the same principle sorry you want to focus on what the end goal is rather than um zooming in too much so there's a tool i like i use that's called the zoom in zoom out lens and that's zooming in is like breaking down the details of what you need to do right now and zooming out it's like okay where do i want to go and it's so important to have that zoomed out lens on a on a frequent basis to understand where you want to go there needs to be an appropriate use of both i believe but also i think we need to be reminded of where we want to go that zoomed out lens every single day and my morning rituals and routines um, I've really built them around this principle and I've built them and, and the tool I use is concentrated meditation. And as I've used before, I get into a very relaxed state where my, my mind is very clear and not busy and there's not just mental chatter. So it's a concentrated meditation because now I'm in control of the inputs of my thoughts. I'm not having aimless thoughts come into my mind, but I'm putting the thoughts in it with a visual with a visualization and i try to feel the emotions of what what that is and i i go over the same kind of routine every day 
of the like five or six main principles that I want to create in my life, which I always start with health. Um, and I, 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 I visualize myself being healthy. I tell myself I am healthy. Everything in my body is in perfect health. Um, and then I go on to relationships. I, Jess and I utilize balance and we support each other's needs and desires to accomplish our needs and desires. We can't just uh, take without giving. We have to give to receive. And I focus on whatever we're going through in our relationship to, to accomplish that. Then I focus on Jess and I are successful for what success means to us. I am wealthy. And then I, I want to portray somebody who is inspirational, motivational, and helpful. Every day I focus on that. And I repeat to myself, I am inspirational. I am motivational. And I am helpful. And I, during these blank states of concentrated thoughts, I, I feel the emotions of being inspirational and being motivational and helping people. And so I'm not, I'm not in all of this, I'm not focusing on how I accomplish any of this at all. I'm focusing on the zoomed out lens, the big picture of, okay, this is where I want to go. This is what I want to attain in my life. And I'm not painting a picture on how I get there, but it's a very zoomed out lens of just, this is what I want to embody. And this is what I want to accomplish every single day so i'm always reminded of that every single day it doesn't go away it doesn't go away that i want to be healthy that i want to have a good relationship that i want to be successful wealthy inspirational motivational helpful have good relationships you know what i mean every single day i'm focusing on that in a very zoomed out lens and i let the rest kind of uh unfold as 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 per se so not getting caught up in the um, how to, but looking at the, the bigger focus and then that are, that shapes our reality. So that's secret number two, your focus creates your reality. Secret number three is everyone has a heart and having a heart means that you have dreams, that there are things you love, things that are deeply important to you. Unfortunately, most people end up putting more energy into protecting their heart rather than following it. But I want to say, be unapologetically you. If there's something your heart desires, don't hold back because of what you fear, what others might think about you. Remember, thoughts, thinking aren't real. That isn't real. So don't protect your heart. Follow it. Don't be scared of what others will think of you. Follow your heart. And, you know, my story of that is is getting into personal development. I started... (laughs) When I got into this journey, it was the farthest thing away from what I did. I would have thought all this was bullshit. All this is phony and all that's lame and that takes time. And that's just not me. I want to just go out and have fun. And I just want to, you know, I was very selfish and very, it just didn't, didn't align with where I was at at all. And I got into this journey to help my, myself, help my relationship because I was stuck and I was experiencing results I was not wanting and I was not fulfilled and not happy with. And once I got into this and started utilizing these practices and techniques and seeing the benefits and changes in my life, I said, oh my God, this, you know, if I went from a person, the farthest thing from doing or practicing any of this and it worked on me, holy shit, this can work on anyone. And I can't just sit here quietly. I can't just take this all for myself. I need to tell people about this. I need to spread the word. I need to help others. 
And I just grew this absolutely deep, passionate, passion and, you know, love for this industry. And, and it just completely over, overtook me. And, and, and really, that's my heart pulling at me, leading me to something that's fulfilling um, that I want to accomplish to help others. And, and this is to say that this was going against the grain of everything I believed in, everything I lived, especially with my friends and my family, you know, that, that I was pushing the boundary of, you know, I'm following my heart here. I'm opening up. I'm, 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 I'm going across the bridge here. I'm putting myself in a vulnerable space. You know, I'm, a lot of people are not going to resonate with what I'm doing, but I'm going to follow my heart instead of protecting it. You know, if I rub a couple of people the wrong way and if, if some people don't resonate with what I'm saying or understand with what I'm doing, well, the way I look at that is too bad. You know, you must just not get me then. <laughs> and I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop because my heart is pulling me in this direction and I don't want to protect my heart. You know, that, that is not fulfillment. That is not chasing my dreams. That is not pursuing my heart. I am not going to shy away and I'm not going to hold back for what other people think about me. I'm sorry. I'm not because my heart is telling me to go in a certain direction. So if you have a tug, if you have something that might be going against the grain, follow that. Follow that nudge. Follow that intuitive pull. Because I'm telling you, there's so much passion, fulfillment, and purpose once we can follow that. So that's secret three. Everyone has a heart. And secrets four, five, and six, I didn't go as deep in, but they're definitely some good points. So secret four is there's never anything to do, but always action to take. And this is kind of a paradox. Action is about taking direct steps based on the obvious towards creating what you want. Doing is all about fulfilling certain conditions you believe are necessary before you can get what you want. So there's a big difference between action and doing. And to me, I kind of relate it as to doing is some like keeping busy, just doing to do, doing because you think you need to do something. But that's different than action. That's different than progress. And for me, I get caught up in that. I get caught up in the doing because I always feel like I need to be doing something, but that's just like plowing through. That's not letting your full potential in. And sometimes, I've actually seen that doing or yes, doing less and slowing down brought me so much greater progress and actually moved my needle so much farther. I, I attained so much more progress by doing less. So he talks about that in a lot deeper and uses a couple of stories in the book. But it's kind of that paradox. So don't feel like you need to always be doing something to attain progress and action natural action will ensue um, that big focus so that's why it's so important to have the zoomed out lens and that big okay i want to head in this direction i'm very clear that i want to attain this your actions will intuitively come to you you'll have gut sensations and feelings and you'll just kind of have that deeper knowing of ah this is my next natural step but when you force it and when you're just always doing and you don't allow that energy to enter you and those ideas to come to you, which happens sometimes with slowing down, we just keep plowing and we're actually probably going to take longer to get there. So it's kind of a paradox um, within that secret. Secret number five is structure has integrity. 
Something structured dictates its behavior and its behavior dictates its experience. In creative terms, what your attention is focused on forms the underlying structure of your consciousness. The motivations behind what you do in life reveal your true focus. So really try to understand why you're doing something in life or why you want something. If you can get to the core understanding, you will discover your true motivations. So example, example. You know, if, if you really want money and you really want to get rich, have you actually taken the time to uncover and discover why you truly want that? And when you really break it down, a lot of the time it relates to, well, I just want to fit in. I want to be accepted. I want to prove somebody wrong. It, you know, we really have to take our ego out of the picture when we're trying to break this down. But when we really break it down and get to the core understanding of what our motivation is, then you understand your structure. You understand the integrity that you have behind why you're trying to accomplish things. And sometimes it might not be truly authentic or genuine or connected to your values and core beliefs. So it's important to understand there is a structure behind our integrity. And we really need to get to the core understanding of why we want something to understand that because you know, then we go our whole lives chasing something that might not be in alignment with who we truly are and who we true what we truly want in life, our, our our core principles. So secret number six, you get your energy from a higher source. As a human being, you have the tendency to develop fixed concepts about what is in your highest good and where it is supposed to come from. The key to magic is developing the ability to let go of your fixed concepts and open up to the true source of your energy. So this one involves a bit of open-minded thinking. You've probably heard the term of getting out of your own way. And usually when we're in our own way, we have a very fixed or closed mindset. So stop pretending like you have all the answers and open up to new and different possibilities. This was an absolute game changer for me. I was so close-minded. I, I just believed in only what I believed. I wasn't willing to hear anyone else out. And it wasn't until I opened my mind and took in different interpretations and perceptions and beliefs from other people to, <laughs> to really blow off the top of my, my mind, essentially, to being like, oh my gosh, I really don't know much at all. But when I can digest other people's opinions, I can, I can really um, formulate new meaning behind things. And, and in relation to this secret, you get your energy from a higher source. Just think about energy doesn't come from exterior or physical things. Energy comes from within us. And we really have to be open-minded to, to really kind of grasp and conceptualize that one. But we generate our energy and that energy is coming from a source that we might not know the answer to. So this secret, all I'm saying is just open your mind to different possibilities um, and that there, there could be something else that we, we might not know about there. Um, so secret number seven, the last one, is it takes will. Ultimately, your highest source of energy is your own heart. Yet the paradox is that you're conditioned to protect your heart. A behavior motivated by fear. Your fears are communicated to you by thoughts and feelings. Remember, thoughts and feelings aren't necessarily the truth. 
and there can be no substantial change in your experience of life unless you have the will to choose following your heart over resolving your thoughts and feelings. So again, do what you love. Don't live life based on the thoughts and feelings that don't serve you. If we live life based on those feelings that don't serve us, we'll tend to get stuck and we'll tend to keep living in that revolving, stagnant life just year after year living the same thing. But it is possible for us all to break out of that stagnation. So in conclusion, is mental work magic? Not necessarily, but it can certainly create magical results. For myself, understanding and implementing these concepts has made my life so much more interesting and meaningful. So remember the seven secrets of magic that William White Cloud states, your thoughts and feelings aren't real or aren't necessarily the truth for you. Your focus creates your reality. Think about the zoomed out lens, that end picture. Focus on what you want to create, not necessarily the steps on how you will get there. Everyone has a heart. Follow yours instead of protecting it. There is never anything to do, but always action to take. Structure has integrity. Find out your motives behind your desires. You get your energy from a higher source, from within. Open your mind to this. And it takes will. Have the will to follow your heart and not protect it. Follow these secret steps to magic and you will receive magical results. And in doing so, you will, no doubt, surrender your average life.